This is an audio sermon recorded at Highway 71 Church of Christ in Alma, Arkansas. We are Christians seeking to worship God in spirit and in truth. We would love for you to worship with us at 1030 on Sunday mornings at 1808 Highway 71 North in Alma, Arkansas. Good morning. A little bit bigger of a crowd than I was hoping for. I told Derek out in the auditorium there, I was like, well, of all mornings for me, leave about half my notes at the house. Those of you who don't know me that well, I'm a rambler. I like to keep it about 15 minutes, so that's a struggle. I need a punch list, so I'm going to do my best. But uh, I just want to start by saying, uh, thank God that there's hope, right? Aren't you glad that we can change? That we're not stuck being our old sorry self forever. Sometimes it God reminds us in crazy ways that we have the ability to change. You know what? You can do something that you didn't think you could ever do. Um all, a lot of the changes I've been going through in my life have actually uh, just started to really inspire me and kind of rekindle a fire inside me and be like, you know what? Things can actually be done. If you stick with something, things happen. It's really made me want to look at my life a lot closer and, you know, just so many things I, uh, I'm learning about myself that I never knew and uh, really just starting to realize, you know what? There's some changes that, that need to happen and I can, that I can actually accomplish. So, uh, for starters, is there something you'd like to change? Is there anything in your life that you know needs to change? Is there something per, perhaps that you know now has to change? No matter how big that is or small it is, whether it's a spiritual thing or a carnal thing, Each of us can think of something in our life that we need to change right now. What I want us to think about for a minute is uh, left unchanged for a long enough period of time, what would the consequences of our inaction be? And also I want you to think about why aren't you changing? What is it that's holding you back? When I look over my life, the things that have held me back through the years, the things that have set me back, kept me where I, where I didn't want to be, and kept me from being the person that God wanted me to be, and really, honestly, the, the person I wanted to be. It wasn't the uh, struggles and setbacks and challenges and adversities. And actually, those, those things, God's Word always has proved true throughout the years that those things have made me stronger than really who I am. If I really look at the core of it, it's not the environment I grew up in or bad influences around me. I wasn't a victim of circumstance. Even uh, a lot of us have found ourselves achieving great things and uh, almost impossible goals we've reached just because someone told us we couldn't do it. 
When I look at my life and the things that have held me back the most, it's just me. <laughs> Once you start to be honest with yourself, it's, it, it's, it's not real fun. It's just no more games. Here's the facts. My, myself, my choices, and my actions. And I wanted to look specifically this morning at the self-destructive, self-inflicted wounds that are caused by procrastination. Putting things off. It's something that affects every single one of us from the youngest to the oldest here. So I, I just hope that the message... I hope it's not as brutal to you as it was to me as I started looking through the mirror. I was telling Noah yesterday, I was like, whoa. It's like you, God's putting all this stuff on your heart and then you start going, man, I've got to stand up in front of these people that know me and talk about this. A lot of times in church you'd be like, boy, I hope they're listening. You taking notes? Don't do that this morning. Because it's going to be an easy one to do that with. Especially for my wife. She can do it. I'll give her permission. Because it's going to be a lot for her to keep her mouth shut. <laughs> Y'all have no idea. But look at yourself. That's the only way we grow, right? So be honest. Look at yourself. Think about the things that come to you. God puts on your heart this morning as you think about the stuff we go through it. It's the only way they will ever, you know, live a healthier, happier, more fulfilled life. And more importantly, to reach the full, our full potential that we are, have in Christ is to uh, acknowledge that we procrastinate and we put off things that we ought to be doing. Yeah. I'm a visual guy, and I love it when things, somebody says something or shows you something and it makes you remember. So I wanted to bring a prop this morning. I want it to be something practical that we could all relate to, that remind us from time to time of the message, and that procrastination is part of our life. And also something to just remind us just how silly and pathetic and humorous it actually is. But if procrastination had a trophy, putting things off that need to be done would look somewhat like that. Before we point fingers, <laughs> remember that we've all been on the giving and the receiving end of this gift. <laughs> right? Like so many things in our life, this guy right here, it, it has a message. It says it's time for change. Right? It's time for out with the old and in with the new. Right? Let's put away the old ways. Let's move on to bigger and better things. Blessings that are ever before you, often inches and feet away. Depending on the home you're in, you may be able to do this from a seated position. <laughs> right? Yes. You know. Spend more time doing this than actually making a change. It doesn't require a lot of effort. 
skill, knowledge. We don't have to attend seminars or read a bunch of books. We don't have to fly around the world looking for a life coach to help us make a change. It's just so simple and easy at times, isn't it? Just recognize it. So often it just keeps on being left undone. The problem stays around, continues to plague us and others. I found in my life that when I really want to change behavior in my life, it's best that I look at why I'm actually behaving that way. Instead of just trying to stop something, find out why it is I'm doing it in the first place. So what I did is I thought I made a big list of the reasons we put things off, put things off, big and small. Silly as it may seem, it's still the same behavior pattern that we have. I came, I got down to three categories, indecision and fear, pride and selfishness, anger and rebellion. Everything I came up with on the list, which was pretty long, could fit into those three categories. And my goal with having these three categories is so that when we know that we're putting something off and we want to be honest about it, once you know, well, that's why, that's why I'm doing it. This is the reason why I'm here. Then we can better address it. That way we're not, you know, trying to heal a runny nose with the box of tissues, right? We do it the right way. Fear and indecision. We simply just can't make up our mind on what we need to do. What we need, which way we need to go. There's a decision that needs to be made, actions that need to be taken. We know it, we see it, but we just don't know how to go about it, so we don't. At times we can find, our, find ourselves so afraid of making the wrong decision and so concerned with making the perfect right decision that we're okay with just not making any decisions at all in the meantime. We see this a lot in our lives through big choices. You know, when it comes to career, a career choice in life or buying a home or a new vehicle purchase. Things that affect our families. Things that affect a lot more people, you know, maybe a bunch of employees. These decisions are a lot harder for us to make. And they can actually be paralyzing at times. Inaction in our lives is often because we don't know what action to take. Now follow me on this. <clears throat> in order for us to take action and make choices in our life, it requires wisdom to make a decision. And though that wisdom comes from God, because all, God, all good wisdom and true wisdom does, even though it comes to, from Him, a lot of times it's just up to us to go out and get it and to apply that wisdom. And that's where procrastination can enter into the equation. That's where we can pump the brakes on in progress and uh, allow procrastination to take over, and it, and it just never happens. And we continue to wait. And a lack of, that lack of knowledge that we've not gone out to get or allowed God to bless us with, lack of knowledge produces that fear that we feel in ourselves, right? 
If you were to ask me if I can take that wall out of this, we just want this one big open room. All I have to do is, with the knowledge that I have, go up in the attic and the laws of geometry and simple math will tell me real fast, yeah, you can take that wall out. And if I apply that knowledge from God that He created to my life, I can make a decision and without fear remove that wall. You can also take someone who does not know that and they're going to be very, very slow to act on that because they feel like the, th the house might come crumbling down at any time, all around them. So inaction is what it just you see them put off and boy, we got the drywall down. Now we got to start taking the studs out. Let's go to lunch. You know, let's think about this now. A lack of knowledge creates fear and inaction. James 1 verse 5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God that gives to all men liberally. Proverbs 15.22 Without counsel, our purposes are disappointed. But in the multitude of counselors, our purposes are established. James 1 and 8 A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. John 16.33 Jesus tells us that in this world we'll have trouble. These verses all combined in a row Take all the guessing out of our decision making. Simply put, God wants you to have wisdom. He wants you to have it, use it, and apply it. So much so that he, he Himself is willing to give it to you if you'll ask for it, receive it, and take it. Simply put, we find that we're to educate ourselves to the best of our ability using all the resources that we have including all those around us, find the wisest person on, this, on the matter, those that have our best interests at heart. Know that the world that we live in is not perfect and no decision is ever going to work out just the way we think it's going to work out. And we can't control that. We have to expect that fact, make the decision without wavering and doubting, knowing that we made the best possible decision because we did it God's way. And really not doing it God's way is the only thing we could ever be afraid of. Amen? There are choices that take time in our life. There's a difference in waiting and procrastinating and we have to be honest with ourselves to know which one we're doing. Proverbs 21 and verse 5 says, The plans of the diligent bring plenty, as surely as haste leads to poverty. I love that as a carpenter. You know, I, There's nothing worse than having to tear something back out because you didn't do it right. Sometimes there's time to take time. They say the uh, early bird gets a worm, but the second mouse safely eats cheese, right? can't allow the reasons to wait to be something we hide behind as we actually procrastinate. And again, when we go to God and we get that wisdom that enables us to make the right decisions and to be decisive, that naturally will do away with the fear that we're faced oftentimes in the situation. Can't be afraid of failure. 
Now they, it's been said that failure is the steps that you take towards finding the right solution. And uh, we have to believe that because failure is something that none of us wants to uh, be a part of. It, it's a, a very exposing, but if you see it as a learning tool and realize that a lot of times the only way you'll truly get to true sound wisdom in your life is through failing, and you see it as, well, you know what? It's not a bad thing. God designed it for it to be a good thing. Once you realize that, that's how you come out of things. Pride and selfishness. Next category I have here. This is a, a category that's always going to be filled with explanations and excuses, right? I like to let people know that I don't make excuses, it's an explanation, right? Under pride and selfishness, we'll, we'll, we'll hear things like, well, I'm not doing that. Or that's not my job. We say things like, we'll get to that tomorrow, right? Which is in direct contradiction to Proverbs 27 and 1. So we boast of tomorrow, thinking we know what it's going to bring, right? Later, after a while, in a minute, Monday... After the holidays, my house is, uh, there's so many things about my house that, you know, uh, the perfection side of us. You wouldn't think that the perfectionist in you would be in your, would procrastinate at all, but I found out that they are the worst of procrastinators, and now I know I'm kind of a perfectionist because I'm a procrastinator I guess or vice versa I don't know how it works but I've got both I like to do things right and a lot of times you know you're just going to wait well trust me you do that now you're going to mess this up then that gets messed up in my house right now you know we don't know 100% if we're going to stay or not so there's a lot of things that I've just been been like if I'm going to stay here I'm going to do it this way if I'm not I can't afford to do it that way you got to do it this way. Ecclesiastes 11 verse 4 says, He that observes the wind shall not sow, and he that regards the clouds shall not reap. You're waiting on things to be just right. Nothing's ever going to happen. Nothing's going to change for you. It's always going to be too windy, too cold, too sunny, too hot. There's always going to be something. I'll wait till then. You'll wait forever. There'll always be another Monday to start. If you wait much, you can expect little. Great quote I saw the other day. The sooner we realize that things will never be perfect uh, and quit telling ourselves that, the quicker we can uh, just decide, you know what, today's the day, now's the time. I applied this to myself here just here the other day. I was running some trim in the house and it was misty and rainy and nasty outside. And you know what? I said, just got to practice it. You got to do this. And it was a nasty day. I don't like the sensation of damp. Uh, everything, the, the sawdust was caking to everything, but I got the job done. And it's behind me now. And it's no longer down the road staring me in the face. Perfectionist, perfectionist, perfectionist. It's never going to be just so. It, Oh, there's st that's got good paper on that. That's not empty yet. You know, you, you just don't understand. I'm wise. This is, this is what we want is 
you know, cylindrical. This is elliptical. It, that's not going to tumble right. That's going to create a ruckus. And one of these days, a perfectly round tube will show up. And at that point, we'll change it out. You know, it's, it's just ridiculous. It's not going to happen. Last thing I have under uh, pride and selfishness is uh, just good old-fashioned laziness. So I just ain't going to do that. I'm not going to mess with that. This would be running for me. No. You ask me if I want to run a marathon, the answer is no. <laughs> a 5K, no. I don't. I'm not going to train with you. I'm not going to do it. I've hated running. I've never liked it. I quit basketball because of it, and I've hated it my whole life. I don't care for it. As much as I despise laziness, and I can't stand it, even the hint of it, dragging feet, oh, just everything to me, just it drives me wrong. But you have to admit, we've all got it. It's just part of our flesh 101. It's deep down inside of us to the core. And the things that we need our body to do, we have to make it do. It would rather stay in the bed all day. It just would. Proverbs 26 and verse 15 says, The sluggard buries his hand in the bowl but can't bring it back to the mouth. I thought, what a picture that is. If, I, if that doesn't just sum laziness up. You know, we start things, but we don't finish them. Include, you got your hand in a bowl of M&Ms, man. Come on. You're too late. Just finish. The, but that's what it is. That's what laziness looks like. Proverbs 13, verse 4 says, The soul of the sluggard desires and has nothing. So not only do we start things and not finish them, not, we don't see them through, but we just want it. We're not really willing to get it. You know, we just want it. Wanting things can be fun and exciting. You know, just thinking about the thought of having something. I won the lottery or had a million dollars. That's fun. Earning, going out and truly getting, that's when it can often become boring and, and uh, hard for us. And that's, that's, that's where the rubber meets the road. And that's when we find out whether or not we've got dealing with any laziness. I've taught a lot of people to play the guitar. A lot. And uh, very few of them reach the full potential that they, they envision in their mind. And that's because the new wears off it gets old, and now you get to decide, do you want to or do you want to? We have to be honest with ourselves and address any laziness that's causing us to put things off. last category I had is rebellion and anger. This is the dangerous ways we put things off. Anger. This has made me angry before. You know, I, I'll die before I change that again. <laughs> this can't possibly fall on me every single time. Right? Uh, how dare someone leave me in such a situation? I'm going to take this bad boy back where I got it when I'm done in the eye for an eye. Right? We'll see who pays attention next time. <laughs> Anger. I'm just flat out not going to do it. I, I see. I get the principle. But the floor's fine. You can take that thing off the wall. You know? 
I'll do it my way. I've done it for years. I don't need a brass thingy hangy on the wall to hold something. It's easier this way. I leave it in the package. You know? This rebellion. Perfectly good invention. I'm not using it. I'm not doing what they tell me. Uh, they always think they're right. They're always wrong. I just don't think that this is important. I'll do it, but I can't do it now because they'll think I'm doing it on because they said. Just rebellious. Rebellious. So we put things off. Anger and rebellion. So these are some of the most dangerous things because I tell you, what they do is these are... You know, they, we, we let them eat at us and, and just cause problems in our lives, but it, 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 then we pass it on and it affects others. A lot of time when God wants to produce a change in you, it, it might not be just about you. It may have nothing to do with you. There are things that God wants done, wants you to do, so that they'll be done to others. Procrastination in our lives can actually withhold and delay blessings to us and those around us. Prolong suffering in our life. Prolong suffering in others' lives. There's so many things in uh, our life and we look at them, the examples like this, uh, it's silly, you know, you can, the consequences aren't that great, but they're still there. And it proves to us a truth and a fact that putting things off always has a price. It just does. That's why we have to consider the consequences because they will come. Matthew 5 and verse 25, if you allow me to paraphrase and just share what Jesus was saying, it's, it, it's, a, it's a very, very powerful uh, analogy of putting things off too long. And the picture is that you owe a debt, a big one. And you're on your way to the courtroom. And this is a debt that you can't pay back, by the way. And when you get to that courtroom, the judge has no choice but to judge you according to the law. And the law says you owe the debt and you will pay it. It's the only thing he can do. Jesus says, now, don't you think it would be smart because when you're on your way to this courtroom, there's someone else that's on the way that's right there with you. And that's your enemy. You're heading to the same place. So instead of waiting for what you know is going to happen in the end, why don't you address the situation along the way? Instead of looking, getting judgment, why don't you seek out a little grace and compassion and mercy beforehand? Why don't you try to reconcile with this guy on your way and so you don't have to face the punishment? Work something out with him. Seek his grace. 
hey, why not? I'd rather just give my life to you than to be punished. I'll just work the debt off for you. I'll just give you everything I got. That way at least I'll be free, right? Hey man, I'm sorry. Maybe you could show me some compassion. Seems wise unless you do one of these, these three categories that we do to ourselves in life. Ah, that's silly. I'll just, you know, I got this coming to me. Uh, he's not going to forgive me. We're going to court. There, there's no way he's going to forgive me of this mess. We can explain it away and use our own wisdom, but the reality of it is, every single one of us is heading for the judgment. We are. We just are. That's right where we're heading. And you can, you can use all the excuses you want to. You can explain away all the things you want to explain in your own wisdom. You can be angry about it. You can be fearful of it. But until you address the situation and apply God's wisdom, which is to make peace now. Change it now. You don't want to face this reality. You don't want to face it. God is bound to one thing, and that is to judge you according to His law. Unless you can, unless, unless, now, we get His grace. That's it. That applies across the board for all of us to everything, no matter where we are in our spiritual life. If we've never given our life to God, if we've never given up, we've never made that peace with Him, we are all in the same situation and we're going to stand before God. It's an easy thing for us to fall into doing the things we want to do right now and putting off the, the things that we need to be doing till later. It always leaves us doing the things that actually matter hurried and half-heartedly. So what is it that we put off? What are the important things we put off? What are the little things we put off? Put off long enough continue to do what we do now, which is nothing, what would be the consequences? What's the ultimate consequence? Can you put a time and a date on that consequence? How much heartache and frustration and pain has it already caused? How many opportunities have it caused us to miss? Blessings have we missed out on? How much prolonged misery and sorrow, right? How much negative in the happy, in the enjoyment? How much minus in the healthy? 80 pounds. Do you know that's a bag of quick crete? That's what I've been carrying around. 80 pounds. Watch out, Dane. I'm zippy, man. All the jokes we made, oh man. I'm not the same guy. I carried that around. I, I was picking them up the other day, like 12 of them, knowing our pouring concrete, and I carried them to, to the top of this, you know, several flights of stairs on this lady's, uh, you know, terraced yard, and I was like, goodness. This is what I've been putting myself through? The agony? 
because of my own foolishness, my own pride, my own perfectionism, my own wisdom. Oh, this is no, 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 no. Now this is how you do things, right? No, change is quite often very, very simple. It just depends on whether or not you want to make it. Moving forward, step number one: no more excuses. That's it. That's where it all. Well, the excuses. It's the fuel that procrastination runs on. Is what I heard. That's it. It's just excuses. There are. There shouldn't be any. It, I always feel the need to explain things. Why do I feel like this? Well, it's because you put stuff off all the time. <laughs> and other people see it as, why does he keep doing this? And you need to go, what? Explain. Right? Why this hasn't been done yet. No more excuses. Ask God for wisdom. Get it. Apply it. Make the decisions based on it. Move forward, removing all doubt and fear in the process because we're doing it God's way. Know when to be the early bird and when to be the second mouse. And don't use it as an excuse. Be honest with yourself. Am I waiting? Am I procrastinating? Am I putting something off or am I doing the work? Clint, do I need to sell my house? Do I need to stay there? Will somebody shoot my neighbor's dogs, please? <laughs> Is that a reason to move? Am I being a fool? Work yourself through the process instead of kicking rocks every day and thinking about your neighbor's dogs. Make a decision, buddy. And then you can finish your wife's kitchen. You can have a driveway and a sidewalk finished. You can live in peace because you made a choice for better or for worse. You've made a choice and you're going to and it, and it was based on the way God laid out for us to make our choices in this life. And that's what you're going to live with. Accountability. Hold yourself accountable. And ask others to do it with you. Help you in the process. If you struggle with something, and so when we did that weight loss challenge, it was, it was the consensus of the whole group. It's how easy, much easier that was when we were all doing it together because it's like, well, it's going to be embarrassing this Monday. Yep. Because you know you didn't do the job and you've got to stand up and face the fiddler. And when you do that, there's such strength in that. Satan knows it and God knows it more importantly. And it's why He gave it to us. So use it. Use it. Use that counsel. Use that power and, uh, of wisdom around us. Yeah. Without April 15th, nobody's going to pay their taxes. They're not. <laughs> oh, just whenever. Oh, you sure? You have to set a goal. A deadline. You have to or nothing's going to happen. Especially not things you don't want to do. Don't allow procrastination to keep turning your tomorrows into today's. I read that quote. Don't allow yourself to keep you don't allow yourself to keep yourself from what God truly has in store for your life. 
the blessings that He has waiting for you, the life that He wants you to live and enjoy, your full potential in Christ. Procrastination, if you were to meet me at my gate of my property, we wouldn't get the gate open before I would start listing the things I've put off. Actually, you wouldn't make it down the hill to my driveway. It is something that my life is just covered up in. And I look around, and I'm wondering why in the world I'm so aggravated, why I'm stressed out, and why this builds up and that builds up, and goodness, look at all this mess. But if I'm honest, 99% of those things are all because I haven't handled them yet. Because I'm doing this, you're doing that. So many of those things are trivial. They don't matter. But as a whole, it does matter because we have to realize that the messes that we're in most of the time are our own fault. And it's because of putting things off that we need to be doing. I feel that uh, God has really blessed me through studying this. Uh, now comes the hard part, which is to stick with this and to realize what I'm putting off and how I need to... Uh, stay on task, continue to grow in the, in the way that He wants me to go in. But I just really hope that um, it's been a reminder to you. Hope you'll have future reminders. Oh yeah, procrastinating. In the future, I hope it, it will bless you in some way. And if just one person can change just one thing, I'll have done my job this morning. And I just pray that you'll all be blessed in some way. We hope you have enjoyed this message recorded at Highway 71 Church of Christ. If you have questions concerning this message or would like to set up a study, please call 479-647-2658. May God bless you.